You're listening to Sensitive, Spiritual, and Successful, the podcast where we uncover ways to connect you back to your soul self and get you unstuck to find your flow again in life so that you can live out your full potential. I'm Jasmine Lynn, a former psychotherapist turned human design soul guide and EFT tapping success coach, and I'm here to show you how to love yourself through all your levels of growth. I know you're here because you have an impact you want to make in this world and you have a light to share, and I'm here to guide you through that journey because you deserve soul-aligned success. Okay, so for today's episode, we are going to dive into profile lines and using your profile lines to get an understanding of the costume you wear to live out your purpose. Now, for me, when I learned my profile lines, it allowed me to start to dream big. I'll go through all the profile lines for you. But to use your profile lines as a costume, to live out your purpose, I think is a great place to start. If you are somebody who really wants to start making an impact in this world, you want to start to prioritize your energy and how you best work, you can start playing around with the profile lines. And it gives you a lot of information around how you learn, what your needs are, what things you might want to start healing within yourself to really activate that potential inside of you, right? So we'll dive into the profile lines. First things first, I'm going to go over how I use my profile lines and the things that I needed to heal. So as a three five, I, so a three line is somebody who is here to experiment, to really, you know, they don't really like to listen to other people when someone tells them to do something a certain way or that they shouldn't do something. Three lines have to figure it out themselves. And I, once I learned that about myself, I just accepted that, you know, I've invested in business coaching. I've invested in certain programs to do what I want to do that I know that I want to do, but I'm also somebody who's like, "Mm, but let me try it this way or let me find my own way. Like you're always going to just try and find your own way. Um, And honestly, Maybe that has taken me a little longer, but the wisdom that I've gained from it, I don't know, it's it's worth it to me. So three lines, you know, you just probably want to do things your own way and that's okay. You find what works by doing what doesn't. And I had to do a lot of releasing of shame around that, like, because a lot of third lines will think, oh, I failed. Um, I can't believe this, this failed again and this failed again, and I can't quite get this right. But when you, I don't know, when you just let yourself go through that process without any judgment, you get to where you want to be a lot quicker because it's the stories and the beliefs you hold on to that weigh you down. And so as a third line, I spent a year and a half And I said, I'm just going to create what I want. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do what feels right. And as a generator as well, I'm here to respond. And I'm just going to like just keep going through my own process. If you are a third line, just start playing around with what it is you want to experiment with, 
what do you want to find out about? You're going to go live it in the real world. You may as well try. And if you're somebody who's afraid to take that step to try and you're a third line, all I can say is you, you're going to jump in and experience it and you're going to know what to do next. Or if you don't know what you want to do next from there, um, you're going to have to make a decision because everything you do is an experience. Everything you do is a learning experience and the collective really benefits from you just doing this. So maybe this is another podcast episode, but this is really how I ended up where I am because I was trying to do what everyone was telling me to do. And I was like, I don't want to do it that way. And so I started playing around with it. And now it's more like how to help people activate their potential using their energetic strengths and skills. And human design is what I have found, obviously, to help people really tap into it and to play around with it. So as a fifth line, so my unconscious, so the first number that you see in your profile lines is like that fraction. So I'm a third line. That's very conscious for me. So when I learned about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely do that. <laughs> and then the unconscious side, the second number is unconscious and I'm a five line there. And I had to do a lot of healing around this because fifth line people are here to provide practical solutions. They're seen as like the superhero. They know what I need to be able to heal. Like there, it's like good crisis management five lines, right? Like people turn to them. You can fix this. You have the solution. You can do this for me. And there's a lot of projection and expectations on the fifth line. And fifth lines are actually here to support strangers. You go into a person's life, you help them. And when they need you again, you know, you can decide whether or not you want to help them again. It's like an in and out type of uh, relationship because if you stay too long as a fifth line, you can not meet their expectations and whatever projections they've had that they've put on you. And they'll be like, oh, that's not who I thought she was. And it can be really painful for the fifth line. And it's not to say fifth lines can't have good relationships, obviously. When you're in the right projection, it's great. But when you're out in the world and people want things from you and they want you to be a certain way, it's good to be mindful around what people are expecting of you and what you're actually capable of. And so that obviously takes you getting to know yourself. So for me, I had to really look at all the expectations people were putting on me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've been living this. I've been trying to help people who I'm really not here to help. There was also a lot of healing around, for me, learning that I was a fifth line, a lot of healing around the fear of being seen because you can feel these expectations people put on you as a fifth line. You can feel what they want from you. You can feel... Like that you need to be a certain way for this person and, you know, especially if you're sensitive. And that can be really hard because you start to lose yourself. And so what I had to come to grips with is that I'm not going to meet everyone's expectations. I can only be true to me. And the goal here for the fifth line is to really just be okay with the negative projections and the positive projections. You're just here to do what you're here to do. As a fifth line, I knew that I was here to impact people 
on a larger scale. And so it gave me permission to dream a little bigger. How do I reach more strangers? How do I put myself out there? And right now, social media is, I'm going to say, more challenging for me because I have two kids at home and I stay home with them most of the time. And so like cranking out content isn't the best use of my energy right now. Podcasting, great, because I can just talk about what I need to talk about and that be that. But yeah, social media, I think would be great for fifth lines to be able to reach who they need to reach and really share their practical solutions. Um, I think I'm working up to it. And I think when you start to gain the skills to put yourself out there, practicing and staying in that little field of trying really helps. So, you know, even if you want to start a podcast, but you're afraid to start a podcast, just start recording yourself talking and build that muscle. So as a three, five, what I've come to is I've helped people in the counseling and psychotherapy field. I love human design and using EFT tapping. And so my experience with how to help people heal, I look at human design, like afterwards, I look at like clients' human design charts and I'm like, oh, I feel like we could have pinpointed a lot of the pain a lot quicker and just like been able to work on these things for people instead of a different way of approaching it. But so that's why through my experience, I'm like, okay, EFT tapping has been the quickest way to help people. Um, get back to their natural state, which is of self-compassion and really understanding and moving through those emotions. And so looking at my experience and how I can give people this practical solution, I'm like, I'm going to write a book. And it just, it just made a lot of sense. So that's a costume to my purpose. And my purpose here is helping sensitive women connect back to their true essence, their authenticity. Once you start working and I've seen it. Once you start working on your stories and, you know, the traumas that you are carrying, you start to connect back to your authenticity. Like that is the number one feedback I get from clients when I've worked with them is that they feel more authentic than ever. And so that is really the purpose is helping people find their way back to themselves and their natural state is a state of self-love and self-compassion. and. So yeah, that's just, that's how I've used my profile lines. But if we go through all the profile lines, we can see where you might be able to start to live out your purpose and give yourself permission to live out your purpose. So let's get into all the profile lines now. So somebody with a line one in their profile lines, you love to investigate, like having knowledge is important to you. You love to gather this information and knowledge because it provides you with a secure foundation. And then when you gather that information, you're able to express it and share it with people who want to learn from you. This is expert energy. Like people can rely on you to know a lot about things. Um, what you need to remember though, is figuring out what you're actually passionate about. What do you love researching? What is something that is connected to you and your what you're here to deliver in this world like I'm sure you could investigate a lot of things and go down the rabbit holes about a lot of things 
But what are you passionate about and what are you here to share with the world is something that you need to work on. And then also, once you figure out what you love to investigate and what you love to learn about, are you comfortable with sharing the information? Are you comfortable with owning this expert position that you have deep inside of you in your potential? Maybe there's some skills that need to be built around explaining what it is you know or putting yourself out there and sharing your voice that can all come but like I said with my fifth line like the fear of being seen I really had to work on that and start to cultivate the confidence around putting myself out there to strangers because it does not come naturally to me because of the fears that I was up against because of my experiences I had to really start looking at my limiting beliefs and the stories And everything that was all the fears that were in my way from activating my full potential of being a fifth line. So as a line one here, you might think about, like, am I ready to share my voice? Am I ready to share what I know with people? And am I just stuck in the investigating phase? Am I still stuck in, I need to know more, I need to know more? Because at some point, there is a point where you are holding yourself back, right? How do you balance that? You have to find that balance when you're operating out of fear. As a two line, you are a natural. You've got your own flow. You've got your own type of rhythm. Two lines have a hard time seeing that they're actually good at what they're good at. So as a line two, what comes easy for you is probably meant for you. I think sometimes we can be conditioned to make things harder than they need to be. and so. What I would say is don't discredit your skills and talents and think that things have to be hard. And really don't assume that everyone is good at what you're good at, because that's how line twos like to downplay. Like, oh, anyone can do that. Oh, everyone's good at that. Or this person's better than me. It's like, no, if it's something that flows for you and you're always tinkering around, you know, playing around with these skills and honing it and perfecting it it's a good chance that it's meant for you (laughs) yeah so you should you should own that I see a lot of line twos having a hard time receiving you know compliments or they're hard on themselves you're probably doing an exceptional job at whatever you're doing and really start to tell yourself you know I'm doing a good job I know it probably sounds horrible to say, but to just look at what you're doing and what you're naturally good at and giving yourself permission to live out your purpose in that way. Um, Now for line twos, what I would say here is that because they're also in the projection field, like a, like the fifth line, people probably tell you, you know, what you should be doing with your skills and talents because people call you out, right? You're kind of You hide out, you're the hermit, you hide out and you're working on whatever it is you're working on to perfect your skills and talents. And then people are like, oh, you're so good at that. Come do this or, come, you know, you should do that and you should do do it this way. And that is hard for the line too. So you need to understand, yeah, I'm in the projection field. People are going to call me out. But what is it that I, I actually want to do? And are people just telling me what I should be doing? Line twos, just own your introvertedness. 
like you don't want to talk to people sometimes, you want to be alone sometimes, that's okay. That's just who you are and there's no shame around that. So if you are somebody who's like, oh, I wish I was more outgoing or why am I like this where I just want to hide out from the from the world and, and I just want to be by myself and work on things that I like working on, it's totally normal. So don't judge yourself around the alone time that you know you crave, right? Okay, line threes. Bottom line is you're going to experiment. <laughs> Like I said, it's really silly to expect someone to tell you what to do when you're probably going to do the opposite anyway. It's not like other people don't have great points. It's just the experience of doing it. You're probably going to do it differently. You're probably going to just always want to find your own way of doing it. So someone could tell you to do something. You're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. But I might tweak it. I might I might do it like this, or I might do what you say, but I also want to try this way. Your experiences are a great learning experience for the collective. <laughs> what you learn and what you gather from your experiments, it's great because then you're able to serve the collective with your knowledge and your wisdom. So for me, like I said, it was giving myself permission to try. There's just different things that I was like, I'm going to try and build these things, see what feels right. And it's not like I'm not going to come back to it. I just wanted to experience it and see what my next move was going to be from there. So just experiment. And if you are somebody, like I had said earlier, if you are somebody who feels stuck, like that whole analysis paralysis, and you're a third line and you haven't really jumped into action of, it's not even like action of something that you need to be doing right now, like build a business or something insane. Just experiment. If you're trying to create something, just bring two things together and start experimenting. Like you will get your momentum and your wisdom through doing. So what is your relationship like with taking action? Another thing here with third lines is your relationship to failure as well. Your failures and mistakes. If somebody made you feel a certain way when you would make a mistake and you made it mean something about yourself, then that's what's going to hold you back a lot more. So if you have a belief that, you know, you're dumb and everything you do is, is a failure and everything you do is just terrible and it never works out, those are things you need to start healing for yourself. And I had to do that. I remember I wrote down all my failures, actually, what I considered failures. And then you write out the lesson from it. Yeah, I didn't like doing that. And that's okay. And then you practice that compassion. You practice that self-love and you're able to move through it. And if it's like, like for one example, I guess, as a failure, I had invested in what I had said earlier, business coaching, and it was a big investment, right? And the way that they wanted me to do things I didn't want to do. <laughs> um, I hadn't built the capacity for it. And that's fine. It's not to say anything wrong with what they were teaching. I was just not at a place to accept my full potential. I was not at a place to put myself out there in the way that they wanted to. And then I learned I was a fifth line, right? I had I had a lot of things that I needed to heal before I could really step into my power. And a lot of people get tripped up there. There are people who just have it in them to be able to 
do what they need to do. But if you're a sensitive person, sometimes it takes more time to connect back with yourself and your power and to look at what stories need to be healed the most and what fears you really need to work on for yourself. And you build that muscle. It's not like once you clear it, like once you work on that fear, you confront it. It's not like, oh, yeah, things are great. You still have to practice the skill, like talking into a microphone for me and sharing my voice. It's like, okay, now that I've cleared the fear around being seen and being heard and sharing my voice, now I have to practice actually speaking, right? I have to actually practice putting my thoughts in a cohesive type of way so that people are going to listen. And that is that is just part of it. It's a step-by-step type of thing. And so I had to really let go of that story of, you know, two years ago, maybe I can share that story on the podcast, but two, three, no, how many years ago? I feel like four years ago now that I jumped into that and it was a failure for me or what I would have considered a failure. What it really showed me now that I can practice self-compassion around it is, holy cow, that there was so many things that I needed to work on. And thankfully, I had the skills to be able to work on it for myself because I understand human behavior and I use EFT tapping. It was a slower process for me, but I'm so glad that I stuck with it Because it's the same thing, running a business online and putting yourself out there. And I just had to find ways that worked for me. So I'm so glad I went through that experience because, again, I learned what I didn't want to do and I figured out what it it was that I wanted to do. And so that story messed me up for a little bit and kept me stuck because I felt like I was a failure. You spend a lot of money. You feel like a failure. You're like, why did I do that? Why did I think I have it in me to run this great online business right away without building the skills and confidence first, right? Like the background that I'm in, (laughs) that I came from, psychotherapy, private practice, slap your ad on psychology today, and people come to you. You know, when you run an online business, you have to put yourself out there. (laughs) And that was very different for me from being, you know, successful in one area and then completely changing the way that I had to do things. It was hard and I'm but I'm so glad that I had to go through it because I learned what was worth sticking it out for. Right. And now I'm here and I can share my voice and I just I just really love who I am becoming. And when I think about my three five profile lines now, I'm like, yes, I love this. (laughs) I love that this is how I operate. I love that this is I know that this is how I operate and it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to do it my whole life, I'm sure. And I'm I'm here for myself the whole way. I'm going to love myself through all of it. So third lines, give yourself some self-compassion for all the times that you may have felt like a failure. Okay, moving on. Profile line fours, you are gifted at bringing people together. Okay, you are probably a super loyal and friendly person. Once people get to really know you, you're like the investigator, but you investigate relationships, okay? And for me, with a line four, I'm like, it's an honor to be in your little circle. (laughs) But it's like, people really need to know you first to really see all those great qualities of you and really be able to experience those qualities of you. So you're all about connection. 
So your work is best received when you trust the people you are around and the group you are a part of or creating, right? You are a great connector, helping people get together. And so with people trusting you, your biggest influence is people who know you. So like a five line who's here to impact strangers, you're here to influence people who know you. So your circle around you. What I would say is like, you know, are you building your own community? Are you, are you showing up as that connector person? What the fourth line person needs to know is that your network, your group provides you with opportunities to thrive. So just remember that when you're living out, you know, your purpose and wearing that, that costume to your purpose. The thing with the fourth line, if there's something you want to move towards. So fourth lines don't like limbo. They don't like not knowing the next step, right? So I think a lot of line fours can trip themselves up with that. Get comfortable with the unknown. You can only do so much preparing, but it's like the the unknown is always going to be there. And that's just life, right? Um, line fours. Also, I think another thing to really look at is people pleasing. Line fours, people pleasing, trying to like fit to fit in for everybody to kind of feel comfortable and safe. And like that is your gift. So you want to make sure your network is your network in which you can be your authentic self. But if you're trying to mold yourself and fit in and keep everybody happy and be a connector but in the wrong circle that can be really draining for you so really be clear about who you let into your your network and the roles you play the role you play in your network of you know people need to love you for who you are right remember your gifts you are loyal kind the people who get to know you are so lucky to get to know you and be in your your circle in your life. So own that. Really own that. Line fives. Really, you need to know who you're here to support because you're always going to be in the projection field. Now, the projection field for the second line is like projections around what you can do. Line fives, your projection, you're in the projection field of like who you are. <laughs> People see, will project onto you who they want you to be. And that can be really hard, right? You are here to universalize information for the collective. You you provide practical solutions for the collective, okay? Because people love to come to you for practical solutions, for solutions and answers to help them, right? You're seen as the hero. Now, for the fifth line people, you want to make sure you know who you're here to help. You want to make sure you're not trying to help everybody. And another thing you want to make sure, and I think I mentioned this earlier, is that you're going to be in the projection field no matter what. And a lot of healing is going to come from healing the expectations other people had of you and really getting to know you, yourself, and what you are here and capable of doing for other people. Fifth line... Make sure you're not trying to 
keep up with other people's expectations. Get clear on what it is you want to do, your purpose here. Um, don't be so busy trying to do everything for everyone. All right, so we're going to go into profile line six. Now, the sixth line has three phases in their life. So the first phase, which is from zero to their Saturn return, so 28 to 30, the sixth line acts as a third line, which means they experiment, you know, they're on the material plane, really getting in there and gaining their wisdom, learning through trial and error. So as a third line, acting as a third line, as a sixth line, you might have things that you can look back on and you're like, oh, I didn't like that or, oh, I was a failure here or I learned this and I learned that. And if there's any shame or guilt you're holding on to around your experiences in your first, you know, zero to 30 years of life, that's where some healing can come from, right? So if you are a six line and you are over 30, so like 30 to 50, let's say, before your Chiron return, you are on the roof now. This is your second phase. You are looking at things from a bird's eye perspective, meaning you can kind of look at your experiences and gain the wisdom. You can see what happened. You can look at other people's experience and kind of see the big picture for them. It's not uncommon for six lines in their second phase to want to do the inner work now. They take a step back. They might feel like they they need some time to just like reflect and figure out themselves. And that's all part of the process because really and truly what the six line, like the, the costume of their purpose here is to be their authentic selves. The world just needs you to be your authentic self. And that's a beautiful thing because when you are living in your authenticity, you are inspiring others to come to you and say, oh, how do you do that? You know, this is great. So that's all the world really needs you to be you are like living your purpose show people who you are and what you do um now uh, something with the sixth line that i love watching oh and the third phase sorry and the third phase of the sixth line is they come off down from the roof so 50 on and and just they are the embodiment of who they say they are right? That's what you're working towards. You are who you are. Um, something with a six line that I love, I'm married to a six two. He is, there's just strong principles. You have high standards, high integrity. Um, you are just, like I said, embodied in who you say you are. And I, I it's so beautiful for me to see my husband embody his six two because like what he stands for is what he stands for he is who he says he is um he stays true to the things that he believes in not to say that he doesn't have an open mind he does have an open head center so he has a very open mind but like he's just very strong in his principles and his word and things like that so I love a six line because of that and that's something that you know that's just who you are and that's part of who you are and that's part of why people love you so sometimes you have to find the people who love you right you can't have everybody love you for who you are the people who aren't meant for you are just not meant for you the people who really see your strengths and your gifts and your authenticity and love it 
that's the role model. Like you are the role model to them. Those are your people. So like I said, the role to your purpose, the costume to your purpose here, six lines is just to be you find yourself, find who you are, live, you know, live to your potential. I mean, we all can, but live to your potential, stay authentic, do the inner work. You know, once you're on the roof, look at what what needs healing, what needs to be, what stories need to be let go of, um, and really step into that embodiment of who you say you are. If you liked listening to today's episode, please share it with anyone else who wants to learn more about their human design. And feel free to DM me on Instagram to talk about what resonated with you, what you learned about yourself. I love hearing human design in real life. So I really appreciate those conversations. Thank you for listening.